Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric, and this episode is the second half of my discussion with Al Lazada around trading SPX options. And we're about to get into the way he approaches trading SPX credit spreads the same day of expiration. And if you didn't catch the first half, part one, be sure to go back and listen to episode five when you get a chance. You're not going to want to miss that episode either. Now, don't forget real quick, we are not financial advisors and everything in this episode and on this podcast is for informational purposes only. So enough with the intro. Let's get into the episode. Let's get into the the trade, right? So sure. you said something mm -hmm. um, that that made me think about um, the mindset, right? So when I'm trading longer dated options, mm -hmm. and we're, we're specifically talking about, you know, let's be very, real clear here, uh, we're talking about trading SPX credit spreads. Mm -hmm. And when I go to put on a 60 day spread that that's, I have a, I had a system. I'm, I haven't been trading it the last couple months because of the crash. And, and it's basically a stock, I, I call it the stock market insurance. It's the insurance trade. You're, you're Correct. It's a put credit spread. Right. And you're saying the market's going to stay above here. Um, I actually try to sell it when the market goes down, mm -hmm. but that, that trade is more around time and, and, not really even volatility other than the fact that I want to sell it when, on a down day if possible. Um, I'm not looking for a certain IV in the market. I think that's all, uh, you know, it's probably good for stocks. It doesn't matter because at some point the IV is going to be so low that you, you either just won't trade, mm -hmm. you got to trade something. Right. So, um, so my criteria, if you will, for, for that particular trade is I was trying to put on a, um, or I was putting on a new 60 day spread every week mm -hmm. and I was overlapping my trade. So my entry is, is, is days to expiration. I want to put on a trade with, you know, usually 60, 65 days to expiration. Um, I want to get 50%, uh, at that time I was trying to get 75% of the profit mm -hmm. tends to be 30 days in the trade, give or take, um, but then as you get closer to zero, mm -hmm. right? So when we're doing this scale of, of days to expiration, you start getting more technical. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I found. And that's how I, I do. It's like, okay, you mentioned, okay, I'm hitting support and resistance, right? I would never even think about that on my 60 day spread. Correct. I don't yeah. think about support. I don't think about resistance. Yeah. Now, recently I've, I've measured the recent low of and I forget what it is 20 I don't know 2200 or may, maybe that's wrong yeah 2190 uh, around doesn't matter it was around 2190 I believe yeah the, yeah so yeah 2190 right mm -hmm. I got it got it up now to me that's significant in this moment so I was actually pricing out 60 day spreads last week and for the credit and distance that I like um, I usually look at Delta I'm, I'm selling Delta 15 ish mm -hmm. and um, the premium is actually pretty good and I'm getting hundreds. I'm like, I can get 500, <laughs> this is great. 500 points away. Mm -hmm. This is 60 days. Um, that's insane now compared to like last year. And I don't want to get, you know, we all know the volatility is higher, but even 500 points away from the market closed, uh, Friday, 2830, 
um, that puts me at 2300, which is still above the recent low. That's about the extent of my technical analysis. It's like, you know what, if we, if we retest the lows, you know, great, but I, I, I would prefer to have my spread near the low. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty close. If we sell off hardcore next week, I could probably get below the low and I'd look to sell something 60 days out because the, the volatility is going to be high. Yeah. Um, but then we fast forward into like seven day stuff. I was doing seven day stuff for a while mm-hmm. and um, I plan to go back to that. And it was still a technical base. Mm-hmm. So ha- what technical things are you looking at for that? Are you looking at, so I'm assuming you look at the day before and you're like, okay, here's my levels. Here's what I'm seeing. The market's been up three days in a row. How do you, how do you get that? Cause are, are you looking at like Delta of a trade? Like, are you saying, okay, I like to sell Delta 20 spread. Or does that even matter? Or you're just trying to find the level you like and sell around that level? Yeah. So, how, how are you? How yeah. are you doing that? So a lot of things. One, it depends on the trade. For zero day, I don't even look at delta. To be honest with you, I'd look at the premium, and I know the fact the delta factors okay. into that. But the premium tells me where I need to be, right? And and the premium doesn't change um, whether whether I'm a hundred points away or ten points away, right? So obviously volatility, right? The lower the volatility, the closer you are going to be to the money. Um, But I always look for a premium of 35 to 70. uh, And I hardly ever get 70. Now, Uh, you know, it's it's really around 45 or 50 uh, premium that I get. And I've looked at the Delta and it's around. Let me let me pause you. Yeah. Can I pause you there real quick? When you say you want to get 50 to 70, you're saying 50 to 75 cents per spread. Correct. Exactly. Okay, and what and what's the width you're doing, it, um, of the spread? Uh, I do five wide, ten wide. Uh, you know, five wide. Okay, so and I just want to I just want to kind of I, I want to make sure the listeners understand what you're looking for. So if it's if it's a five point wide spread on SPX, that means that's going to take up five hundred in capital. Correct. Um, for your trade, and you you would look to get fifty cents. Yeah. Ish. 50, 60 cents. Okay. So just from a, from a capital efficiency standpoint, I talked about this on my last episode about capital efficiency of spreads. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to just kind of factor that in here. Mm -hmm. So if that trade works out for you, that's about a 10% return on capital for that day. Does that sound right? Yeah. If it, if it expires, yeah. If it's worthless, that's correct. It's it's, it's worthless. Right. Obviously the risk is you're, you know, you're, you're risking 450 in the, in the 50 cent example. And maybe it's, you know, max loss, which I know you don't let happen is going to be 450. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the max gain is going to be 50 cents. But, but since it's, you know, higher probability, you're going to have more, more winners and losers. But so, so is that what you're looking for is how much, pr- when you say premium, how much, how much can I sell this for? And if you can't get yes. 50 cents or 60 cents, you're like, okay, maybe I won't do it. Is that how you're looking at it? Right. Yeah, yeah, correct. And and there's gotcha. different ways okay. to trade, right? I mean, um, you know, if, if I if I look at you know a certain a certain volatility, and uh, you know, when we went to when we when it, well, when volatility was around seventy, right, around sixty seventy, right, uh, we we're looking at uh, you know I was looking at a fifty cent return, you know, a fifty cent premium. But I was I was a hundred points away from the market, right? Now that we're around uh, thirty in the thirty range, right? Mm. 
right. The, the, this, the, you know, basically I'm about 50 points away from the market now, you know, uh, with the volatility mm. where it's at. Gotcha. So, right. Um, interesting. Yeah. So, so it, it is a Delta, you know, equation ultimately, you know, because the Delta is going to, is going to dictate what that premium is, <clears throat> um, you know, based on, you know, based on the distance to the market. Um, and so with, again, with zero day, I, I just look at, I just look at, uh, I just look at the premium and, 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 uh, that, that'll tell me whether the, the trade is right or wrong, you know, and, and then going into that, to that trade too, I look at how, where, where those support and resistance areas are and is it, is it far away, you know, from, from my position or is it close? And that's a, that's a factor too of sometimes whether I decide to trade or not, you know, as well. If, if, if we have a high volatility and sometimes it's skewed, right? Volatility is skewed. And so if, if we have a, if we have a day that the volatility is higher, but yet the premium is close to the money, something's wrong there, right? There, there's something off and I, I just won't mm -hmm. trade, you know, I won't trade on that day. Right. <clears throat> but, but um, yeah, again, going into, you know, and there, and then there's strong support and resistance and there's weak support resistance. Right. And so I use different, different methods to to identify that and even during the day i use what's called uh ibl initial balance uh level which is the uh the high and low of 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 the market uh within the first hour right and that automatically because mm. traders use it right they use it especially futures traders yeah um i was going to ask about that yep yeah that mm. creates a support and resistance level that um, that I use as well, and and you know I'll, I'll be trading and it say okay if it if it breaks this level and, and I use the five minute right to to confirm it because a lot of times we we could dip you know below yeah. that support resistance level and then come back up you know I'll wait till the 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 you know the five candle closes you know and if it and if it breaks that support I'm out of the trade so it's it's not a it, you know a lot of people use a one x or two x or three x right to determine when they're going to take their loss, right? I don't, I don't use that. I use those levels, uh, and I and I did a Friday. I, Friday I took a loss, <clears throat> and uh, but it was, you know, I I got a forty-five cent premium, and I and I closed the trade for ninety-five cents. So um, I took a I took a hit on it, you know, uh, right. almost okay. one time, you know. But you know, it it continued going down after that, and in the end, mm -hmm. you know, if I would have held on. I mean, that's standard, right? I right. Mean, that's, exactly. Yeah. I would have held on. It would have been fine. But it's that one time mm -hmm. that that thing goes right through the money that you'll get a max loss yeah. and it'll take away two months of earnings, of gains. Yeah. And so I didn't even blink on that one. Yeah. I, I took the loss. Yep. I walked away, you know, and that was it. And, and that's part of the discipline of trading zero DTE, you know, because it's very well, easy to get stuck and, mm -hmm. and take one big loss that'll, that'll erase your gains for a couple months. Yeah. So with with so that's what I do with zero DP. With, yeah, let me let me yep. let me go back to something you said real quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Let, let me let me. Cause I want to I want to make sure I understand. Um, so because I've 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 read some stuff about the the opening range breakout. Mm -hmm. So and there's different kind of theories about this, and and this is something I'm actually going to get with my so. I have a I have a guy that helps me do back test. You know, back testing is not the right word, but he's better at it with the data than I am. Mm -hmm. 
but one of the things I wanted to explore here, and maybe maybe I can try to uh, get some numbers here for you. So you look at, you wait for the first hour of trade to chop out a range and then you use a five minute bar. Like, so, and, and if I'm, if I misunderstood this, please correct me. Then if you, if you close above that range, then you're going bullish for the day. Is that how you do that? Or, or maybe I made that up. No. How do you? No, no, I use, I use the, how, how do you define those the opening range? Or if you, are you just using a five minute bar the whole time? Okay, so so kind of take a step back here. So normally I, I get into the trade in the first five minutes of, of the day. Okay. Okay. And the reason that I get into that, I, I get into the zero day at that time okay. is because the the implied volatility is the highest of the day typically at that time. Um and and volatility is a is the biggest factor for okay. zero day, bigger than theta, bigger than direction. Uh, you can be directionally wrong on a trade, um, but if you enter a trade when when IV is the highest and get out when it's the lowest, it's really ideal, right? And e even if the trade goes against you, uh, you'll notice that you know <clears throat> the premium, uh, you know the, the 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 premium decay is the quickest during the first half hour of of trading, and so I don't use those ranges to determine. Uh, when I'm going to get in, I use those ranges to determine possibly where I would get out. Okay. If, if I have to close the trade, you know, for a loss, I see. Um, okay. But, um, those, those first hour, those first hour ranges could be irrelevant if I have a very strong support and resistance, you know, via, you know, fibs, right. Uh, in in those areas where where I already had planned to, mm -hmm. to to exit the trade, I'll I'll let it go through that that range. Uh, if my support, if I have a much stronger support area, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, past that range, uh, that I'm that I'm watching more. So you know, also, also yeah, if, if the premium, you know, if it goes against me quickly, um, you know, I'll probably get out of the trade uh, as well. You know, just you don't want to be aggressively wrong on the direction either, you know, on a, on a zero day, um, because that, that obviously the direction will work against you as well. Interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a, I, I have to, I'm going to start kind of paying attention to that. Um, I guess my initial thought of that is, you know, dealing with gaps mm -hmm. and picking which side you're going to trade now, like, you know, and, and I'll just bring up, um, you know, Friday, we had the, we had a big gap down, you know, Amazon, Apple reported earnings after the bell. Um, I, I was long the NASDAQ, so I took a hit on Friday. Um, but when you have that opening gap down, does that, and I know you have levels and things, are you, you know, if you, I think you said you took a loss Friday too. So I'm assuming you, you traded the put side on that. I did. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. do you, do you, do you ever do both like on a gap down? Would you do a condor? I Just do from a volatility perspective. Yeah, I do. Or, and I, and I okay. probably should do them more often. Um, you know, but, um, you know, my analysis initially is, is, is trying to get the direction right too, you know? And so, so yeah. always, you know, I always tell new traders, you know, Hey, just, just trade with the trend, you know, that's probably the safest, mm -hmm. you know, the safest way, you know, look at futures overnight, what, what trend was going, you know, but what I do is I is I look at well, the, the trend, trend was the trend was up 
until Friday, right? Yeah, 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 so. yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, yeah. And um, but it, but Friday was a continuation of Thursday, right? I think Thursday went down as well. I, I believe. I think Thursday it, went. Down. I mean, you had a pullback, but you know, I it, it's you've been in uptrend, so you were up. Uh, you know. Well, it wasn't four days in a row, but you had one down day. I mean, you were, it, it was, you know, yeah, it was hit Thursday, a new high. Thursday. higher high. Yeah, we hit back, the, we Yeah, hit you the, pulled back a day on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, but mm-hmm. but when the market goes yeah. to an extreme overnight too, a lot of times it'll reverse, right? And so I look for that as well. And, and, True. and yeah. uh, you know, and I thought on, on Friday we were going to, we were going to reverse and that's why I took that trade, you know, but I was wrong. I was wrong on it, and, and uh, you know, I, I just took I yeah. took the loss, and so I was hoping we reverse. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was I, I was hoping we were reversed. Yeah. I, uh, I've been uh, I was long. I wasn't. I didn't have an option trade on, but I was long. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and I'm. And T- I'm and I've, I've got... been trading leveraged ETFs. I was yeah. long TQQQ, which is like a triple. Mm-hmm. Um, a triple. So yeah, took a little hit on that one on Friday. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah. No, I thought we reversed, but we we actually may continue going down on on Monday. We'll see, you know. But, uh, you know, th- what plays into that too is we got all this stimulus, and you know, I mean, that's really clouding mm-hmm. the waters. Or else, you know, as a trader, you know, we're going to test the bottom, right? But with all the stimulus and and how far the market's gone up, yeah. and, you know, it's just it just clouds the cloud. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I, um, so I, you know, when I was growing up, I hated economics. I and now I wish I had really paid more attention. So I've been trying to just better understand because the traditional sense of economics of what they've done since the last thirty years. I'm trying to get more educated, if you will, on this, because what they're doing is, is, you know, unprecedented. Mm -hmm. And we hear about these, you know, long-term side effects. We're not really seeing it, Mm -hmm. right? We haven't really seen it yet. I don't think you got the gold bugs in one ear and you got the Bitcoin people in the other ear that all fiat money is going to go to, to shit. And which is probably true, but here, you know, interesting. And I know we're getting on sidetrack about Fed policy and, mm-hmm. and and currency, but you know, gold gold has gone up, but uh, but there's a lot of strength in the U.S. dollar despite the money printing. If you look at, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just look. I don't trade the dollar, but if you look at UUP, mm-hmm. that's kind of the ETF that I just sort of watch. It is not going lower, and no. it. It's, and there's something about the, the, I think it's called the cleanest shirt in the hamper That's or something correct. like that. That's correct. There, there's a, there's still this flock to the U.S. dollar, which is muting the gold move. Correct. Which I think the side effect of that is like, well, I guess it's not so bad if the, if gold isn't going up or whatever. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't know enough about this stuff. So I'm trying to get, I'm trying to educate myself more on the economics because I think one of the hardest things for retail guys like us and especially if you're new is is just making sense of of it all and this is where you you have to try to remove reality and this point it's clearly a discrepancy what you see in the market 
and what you see in the, you know, you have a, uh, a announcement, oh, five people, 5 million people lost their jobs last week and the market's up 2%. And it just doesn't make any sense. And I've been overly bearish in the past and I've always lost. I actually lost on a bear call spread just like a week ago because it, it feels good, right? It feels good to say, okay, I have some bearish stuff on. But then you get like a the biggest rally since 1987 or whatever, biggest you know, one month rally or up 12% or something. It's the biggest one month rally. And then you're ultimately, ultimately wrong in your trade and it doesn't make any sense. And so that's one of the things I'm trying to improve on is, is, is just from a under, you know, understanding economics, but getting better at, um, and I know with zero day, none of that stuff matters, right? It just matters what's happening that day. Yeah. Uh, but just getting better at at getting more technical and yeah. more mechanical, I think, is yeah. is the way you you you're going to be more successful. Yeah, and I mean, know, instead of trying to be right. Yeah, pure technical traders will tell you that you know, you know, the market peaked to trough, right? You know, it's basically 100. percent So you draw the fibs on those dailies, right? And the market went up, uh, you know, 61.8 you know, it, it from from mm -hmm. the twenty one ninety low, it it got up to the twenty nine hundred level, which is the six one eight on the fib. And and a pure technical trader will say, right, this is the six one eight is a is a typical uh, a typical bouncing point for the market to go down. You know, and if you think about it, we had great news, right? Um, yeah, we, you know, the earnings and, and, you know, for, for Amazon and, 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 and Apple that day weren't great, you know, but are those really mm. going to move the market like that? You know, I don't think so. I, I think it was just time for the market to come down, Yeah, you know, and it has to yeah. consolidate. Yeah. We'll see if we'll get any uh, follow through next week. You know, and, and, and as far as the dollar, yeah. I do watch the dollar, you know, and, and, and the reason I watch the dollar is because, you know, close to 50% of revenues for the S&P 500 come from overseas. Right. And so, you know, when, when the dollar gets strong, that, that prices are goods and services higher. Um, and you know, so there's going to be less demand, you know, for those services. And so it does affect mm -hmm. the SPX, but in a world where other countries are at negative rates, you know, and we're, we're still positive and we're not going to go negative. I, that's one thing I really am pretty confident of that. The fed is not going to allow rates mm -hmm. to go negative, you know, just because that's, that's the, the banking destruction of, you know, uh, forever, you know, I mean, I, you just can't, I, I yeah. can't see how banks can, can function with negative rates, but, um, yeah. So, so the, so the market, you know, looks at that and, and you're right, we're, we're the cleanest shirt in, in, in the laundry here, you know, because, um, you know, we're, we're, there's a, there's a confidence here that we're not going to have negative rates. So the dollar is going to stay relatively stronger, you know, in, in a, in a world where, uh, we have, you know, all this, all this decoupling in, in, the, in, in interest rates. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that, that's, you know, that's kind of how it works. And the other part of this is, is, you know, the, the, the stock market is, is, is a discounting mechanism. It looks, it doesn't look at what's going to happen, you know, within the next few weeks, it looks at what's going to happen in the next quarter or a couple of quarters forward, you know, and everybody knows that, you know, this, this thing is going to, this thing is going to go away eventually, you know? And so it's looking at the future here. Yeah. Um, 
for where the market is going to be. And, uh, and it's pricing that in, it's just pricing that in. And that's, that's the only way that you can explain how this market has gone up when, you know, we have, we have over 20 million people unemployed, you know, at this point. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's 30 now, right? Yeah. It's probably close to 30, 30. Yeah. 30. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 30, you know, good point. Yeah. And, and I, so I, I just brought up SPY and I just put the fifth. Yeah, you're right. It, uh, the 618 was at, uh, 292 and uh -huh. we basically closed above it and it pulled right back. The interesting part too is I, I use, so I used to do a lot of fibs in the past. I use a lot more moving averages now, uh -huh. uh, but the 200 day moving average is actually not much farther up. I, it's right around the three. I personally think we're close. We're close. It's around 3000, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, I think we would hit that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that would make sense to hit that. I think that would be resistance. So, I'm still hesitant to sell call spreads out 30 days because, you know, me too. From a, you know, and I know we're, we're getting totally out. This is going to be the longest podcast in, <laughs> in the history of podcasts, but I don't care. But, uh, you know, I was volatility spiked. We're getting that pullback. And I wanted to pull a trigger on like a 30 day bear call spread, um, which would have put me at, I could have got something decent above the um, around 3,000, right, right there. But I was like, well, I, I think we can get up there. Um, so we'll see what happens. And I think with all the, the reopenings that are starting to happen, I yeah. know we're both in Florida yeah. here. Um, I know you're going to at some point go back to, to Puerto Rico. You're, you're back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, but they're, you know, starting to open some of the parks. Yeah. And so there are, there is some opening. I don't know what that's going to do. And then you hear reports of Japan. I think that's what's the next one that they're seeing a resurgence of yeah. cases and, I don't know if they're going to lock it back down, but, um, but, you know, hope is on the horizon. Yeah. I, how long that will last in the market? You know, like you said, it, it's looking forward. Who knows? I think that the damage has been done, but, but, you know, we, we know you and I know that the market isn't um, it's not the economy. It right. is forward looking, like you said. And um, it's just, I think if we all just admit that nobody knows, and you just, mm -hmm. you know, as best try to trade it in front of you. And if you're not comfortable, don't take the trade. Yeah. Um, and, and so, the, you know, one more thing, cause I know we're, we're hitting an hour here. Mm -hmm. I think both of us have the same thing. We probably haven't said it, but for you to say that, you know, you, you have capital, right. And for you to go into uh, an opening day and say, okay, I got X amount of capital. I'm looking to do zero DTE and it doesn't, for whatever reason, you're like, I'm not going to trade that today. That is the biggest for retail traders. The ability to not trade is such a huge thing. And I think the only way you learn that is, is by losing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And I know that you're not like that, but I, I really like to point that out because when I talk to, to newer traders and they're like, you know, well, what are we doing today? And, or what, why didn't we take a trade today? Or, and, and they look at the hindsight, right? They look and say, that trade would have worked out. Why didn't you do it? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think, and, and that's what comes with experience, not being greedy and, and ultimately just being okay with your money, just sitting there mm -hmm. and not being in the market all the time. And you're probably in the market with certain, you know, you got, 
chunks of money doing different things. Uh, but I just wanted to point out that that's a that's a you know uh, that is a great way to just protect your capital. Is you and and just to understand that cash is a position. If you, if if it doesn't meet your criteria, whatever your criteria is, mm-hmm. and being okay with with you know it, it's it's you feel like a genius, right? It, it's a genius idiot syndrome, where you're like. You're like okay, and and this is this is the hard part of not being in the market trading with and, and just having cash is hard because you're like okay I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this trade you're like ah, I don't know it doesn't feel right you know what about this what about that you're like okay I'm gonna stay out of the market. Well, if it does if it if it does what you thought it was gonna do and you would have made money you're like I'm an idiot I should have done this I should have stuck with this I I need a better plan whatever, but then when you were right you're like oh man I'm so smart. I knew I knew that wasn't a good trade, and I was right. And and that that hindsight of, of getting over being right and wrong, and just saying it does it's not looking right. I, I you know I don't know. I don't want to manage that. I got a doctor's appointment today. I don't want to be in a trade and have to try to. Do you ever you're you're in that situation where you yeah. like? Let me ask you. Do you do you do doctor's appointments on Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Or you're like, no, no, I need to do that on Tuesday because I don't like trading. Short term stuff when I got to, you know, got to pick actually, up my kid. I got basketball on Monday and my daughter did piano. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can't. I don't want to, you know, how do you deal with that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that stuff yeah, for the, the day trade? I, I mean, I, I, I physically, I, I travel on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, purposely, you know, when I travel. And <laughs> right. I, 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 I knew it. I knew it. On Tuesday and Thursdays, you know, that's it. You know, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I just, yeah. I leave clear you know for those days <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah you know, because it, it does take up yeah you know sometimes sometimes it'll take up a couple hours sometimes it'll take up more you know and so i don't want to be yeah distracted you know during during those times so yeah absolutely yeah and it's you know and and it's unfair to the people around you right when you're when you're constantly looking at your phone. I ha- I mean, even I'm, I'm checking futures at night, you know, yeah. I, I get crazy, you know, that's the only time I'm not checking stuff is, and even on Saturday, Sunday, I'm on Twitter seeing what people are saying. It's, it's yeah. addictive, but, yeah. uh, yeah, when you're trained for that short term stuff, you gotta be in the zone there, you know? Yeah. 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 No, and, and it's not only for me, I do, I do trade with other traders, you know, and, and, um, you know, it's a, yeah, you know, it's a signal service and, and, and so, you know, you know, I, I, I owe it to them as well, you know, to, to not be distracted and, and absolutely, you know, so it's, it's very important. Yeah. You know, so, so, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. Well, listen out, this was awesome. I really appreciate you coming on here. It, we went way longer and I think we probably could keep going. I'm going to definitely ask you to come back. Sure. And cause I think, uh, you know, we we got into strategy here and we talked about everything, but I'd really like to have you come back and in different times and just talk about general state of the market stuffs and maybe we can try to keep it under an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but since this was the first one, um, I, I thought this was was really great. So I really appreciate you coming on. Um, if people want to learn more about you, um, I know you have a, like you mentioned, you have a signal service with different things. What's the best way for people to to find you? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's Facebook, um, simple option strategies or, uh, my website. It's, it's also simple option strategies.com. Uh, and right. uh, from there, simple op- right. yeah, si- yeah. Simple option strategies.com. 
And so from there, you know, uh, you know, there's there's, uh, you know, different areas. I have a YouTube channel and and, and other services as well. Yeah. Um, you know, but the, the goal here is, you know, and, and I have a passion for this is really to, to see other traders be successful, you know, and and, and be consistent at what they yeah. do. You know, it's it's hard enough to do this on your own, you know, but, uh, you know, and and you and I have a lot of commonalities, you know, with with uh, with what mm. we do. And, and I think it's a great compliment, you know, our groups uh, together as well. And, and we've always worked really well together. But uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, there's a lot of overlap. Uh -huh. Yeah, there's a lot of overlap. And, um, you know, I, I'm in the same boat, just trying to help people. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a service, you have a service, they're a little bit different. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, they're different fit, different style. Ultimately you get into like what you understand. Exactly. If people understand what I do better. They're going to maybe hang out with me a little more. Mm -hmm. If they understand what you have, they might hang out with you. And, and, you know, I, this is one of the reasons why I had you on because it's, you know, it's not about who it's not about getting, you know, members and all that. It's just helping people. And, and if, if they find value in your group, then I'm going to send them your way. And I know, I know you do the same thing. So Absolutely. it's, you know, we're just, it, I think for me, it keeps me, it keeps me, uh, you know, having a group as well, keeps me on the ball. You yep. really got to keep your game out you can't get lazy. So it, it's, exactly. it's been helpful to, to, to create a community, um, especially on Facebook and, and some yeah. of these other places. So, um, yeah. so it's really cool. So, um, so I'm going to put all your links, your website, YouTube, and um, Facebook group. I'm going to put in the show notes on the website. And just as a reminder, uh, anyone listening, if you want to get those show notes, you can go to stockmarketoptionstrading.com. And that is the website for the podcast. So Al, thanks so much. Uh, I will talk to you soon and good luck with your trading. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate being, uh, being on and really enjoyed the session here. So I uh, love it. Great. Thank All you. Right. Thanks for listening to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. To join our community of options traders, head on over to patreon.com forward slash vertical spread options trading for details. But before you go, you should know that everything discussed on this podcast and in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be considered financial advice of any kind.